0: Would you turn to Psalm 108? Now, when we read this Psalm, read these first as the words of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I think that that will give us more understanding of what is being said. And every Psalm is first the words of the Lord Jesus Christ. So, Psalm 108. Oh God, my heart is fixed. You know, really only the Lord can say that. Can you see that? My heart is fixed. I will sing and give praise even with my glory. Again, who's the only one who can really say that? I will sing and give praise with my glory. He essentially has glory. Awake, psaltery and harp. I myself will awake early. I will praise thee, O Lord, among the people. And I will sing praises unto thee among the nations. For thy mercy Is great above the heavens. And thy truth. Reacheth unto the clouds. Be thou exalted. O God above the heavens. And thy glory. Above all the earth. That thy beloved. May be delivered. Save with thy right hand and answer me. God hath spoken in his holiness. I will rejoice. I will divide Shechem and mete out the valley of Succoth. Gilead is mine. Manasseh is mine. Ephraim also is the strength of mine head. Judah is my lawgiver. Moab is my washpot. Over Edom, the descendants of Esau, will I cast out my shoe. Over Philistia, the Philistines, Israel's perpetual enemies, will I triumph. Who will bring me into the strong city? Who will lead me into Edom? Wilt not thou, O God, who has cast us off, And wilt not thou, O God, go forth with our hosts? Give us help from trouble, for vain, worthless, empty is the help of man. Through God we shall do valiantly, for he it is that shall dread down our enemies. Pray. Lord, how thankful we are, and Lord, we come only in the name of thy Son, through his name, through his righteousness, through his merits, through his intercession, where he can take our prayer and make it acceptable to you. We come only in his name. And we give thanks for who you are. We thank you for the revelation of yourself and your gospel. We thank you for your word. We thank you for all your glorious attributes. We thank you that you've made a way to be just and justify the ungodly through the work of thy son on the cross. We thank you for the forgiveness of sins. We thank you for the riches of your grace. We thank you for your spirit. Lord, we're thankful by your grace. Now, we pray for your presence. We pray that you would bless your word, that we might be enabled to hear your voice through the preaching of your gospel, enable us to worship you in spirit and truth. And Lord, forgive us of our sins. We ask that we might be renewed in our ability to look to your son and to follow him, to rest in him. Lord, we pray that you'd give us the grace to glorify and honor him in our lives. Be with us for Christ's sake and be with all your people wherever they meet together. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Now, one of the many things that is interesting about this psalm is the first five verses are quoted in Psalm 57. And the last verses of this psalm are found in Psalm 60. They're repeated. The Holy Spirit is not at a loss for words, so it must be important for us to hear this twice in the Word of God. David says, and like I said, I believe this is the Lord Jesus Christ speaking in the first person. Yes, it's David speaking, but The Psalms are always him speaking first. Oh God, my heart is fixed. Now one of the reasons that I believe this is obviously the words of the Lord Jesus Christ is our hearts are rarely fixed. They're up here, they're down here, they're over here, and back over there. But here David says through the Inspiration of the Holy Spirit, speaking of the Lord Jesus Christ and speaking of David, because by the grace of God, my heart's fixed too. I'm going to look by His grace nowhere but Christ. I'm going to hear His word only. Now, in that sense, my heart's fixed, but let me give you some of the words used in other translations. My heart is prepared. My heart is Steadfast, my heart is determined, my heart is confident, my heart is set. <laughs> I think of Christ setting his face as a flint to go to Jerusalem, to go to the cross. My heart is fixed. Truly, Christ's heart is steadfast and Fixed. Oh God, my heart is fixed. And here's what this looks like with us. If our heart is fixed, we can say with Paul, I determined, I made this my resolve, I'm fixed about this. I've determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Paul said, This one thing I do, not two. This one thing I do, forgetting what's behind and reaching forth unto that which is before, I press toward the mark of the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. This, my heart's fixed. This one thing I do. Um, but the Lord says in verse one, I will sing and give praise even with my glory. Now, who could, properly speaking, who could say that but Christ Himself? Um, He has glory in himself. Glory is essential to his being. He's the glory of God. He says, I will give praise with my glory. But you know, we can too in this sense. He said, the glory thou hast given me, I have given them. And when I give praise from my heart, it's with the heart that he has given me. That's the only way I can do it. Verse to, awake, psaltery and harp. I myself will awake early. Now, psaltery and harp are musical instruments. He says, awake, psaltery and harp. And I myself will awake early. Now, I know that that is a reference. Let me quote this scripture, first of all. David said, as for me, I'll behold thy face in righteousness. I'll be satisfied when I what? Awake in thy likeness I have no doubt that the Lord is speaking of his own resurrection when he awakes every believer their death is asleep and on the resurrection we wake up to true life awake psaltery and harp I myself will awake early then he says in verse 3 I will praise thee O Lord among the people and I will sing praises unto thee among the nations. Now, the distinction the people are the people of God, the nations are everybody else. Everybody needs to hear the praises of God. Everyone needs to hear the gospel. I don't care who they are. And really, it's the same message for all people. Sometimes we make a distinction well, this is for the people of God, and this is for the people who are not the people of God. No, everybody needs the same thing. Everybody needs to hear the gospel. You know, the gospel is not so much addressed to believers or unbelievers. The gospel is addressed to men. Men. All men. And the Lord gives this distinction uh, between the people and the nations, but they all need to hear the same message, the singing of his praises. The praise of God for who he is, the praise of his attributes, the praise of his character, the praise of his gospel. This is the message that must be preached. His praise. Oh, I I want to bring a message that praises God, don't you? I want to, in my heart, praise God for who he is. I want to praise the Lord Jesus Christ. I want to see his glory and his beauty and set him forth in the preaching of the gospel. Now, that's the message that's to be preached, the praise of our God. Here's why, verse 4, For thy mercy is great above the heavens, And thy truth reacheth unto the clouds. Now here's what he's praising him for, his mercy and his truth. The truth is, salvation is by his mercy. That's the truth. Praise God for his truth. The truth is salvation is not by works. It's not by anything I do, think, or feel. The truth is that salvation is by his mercy. Oh, don't you love the mercy of God? He delights in mercy. He delights in saving sinners. Thank God that mercy is the truth. Don't you love that? Mercy. Mercy. is the truth. For thy mercy is great above the heavens, and thy truth reacheth unto the clouds. Verse 5, be thou exalted, O God, above the heavens and thy glory above the earth. Now, this is the desire of Christ with regard to his Father, and this is the desire of every believer. This is in your heart, the heart God's given you. This is your desire that his, he's exalted above the heavens and thy glory above all the earth. Now, don't miss this. What is God's glory? Well, Moses asked that once. He said, I beseech thee, show me thy glory. It's found in Exodus chapter 33. I beseech thee, show me thy glory. Can you pray that prayer right now? Lord, show me your glory. Be reveal yourself to me. Show me what you Call glorious with regard to your person. Show me thy glory. And God said to Moses, I'll make all my goodness pass before thee. I'll proclaim my name before thee. And I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious. And I will show compassion, whom I will show compassion. Now, first of all, God's glory is His goodness. He's good. All the time, under every circumstance, He is good. And if we don't see the goodness, we believe it. Because His character is such that He brings good out of evil all the time. I don't have to understand. I believe His goodness. I trust His character. Everything about God is is good because he is good. He's essentially good. That's not true with regard to me and you, but it is true with regard to him. He is essentially good. You remember when the rich young ruler came up to the Lord and said, good master, what can I do to earn or inherit eternal life? The Lord knew he was coming to him as a, quote, good man. He said, why are you calling me good? There's none good but one, that is God. He is good. Aren't you thankful he's good all the time under every circumstance? He's good. He said, I'll proclaim my name before you. His name is his attributes, his characteristics, his sovereignty, his justice, his love, his power, his wisdom, Every attribute of God. And they're all displayed in the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. And his glory is his grace. I'll be gracious to whom I will be gracious. Now this is important. Moses said, if you're not going to save this bunch, blot me out of the book. I think, what what a prayer. If you're not going to save them, blot me out of the book. But the Lord said to Moses... You're not going to tell me who I'm going to save. You're not going to tell me what to do. I'll be gracious to whom I will be gracious. God's grace is always sovereign. I'll be gracious to whom I will be gracious. And I'll show compassion on whom I will show compassion. Now this is the desire of the Lord in every believer. Be thou exalted, O God, above the heavens and thy glory above all the earth. That thy beloved may be delivered. Now, who is the beloved? This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. You know who else is beloved? Every believer. Think about this. You're beloved of God. (laughs) How overwhelming! You're one of his beloved ones. David's name means the beloved. We know that's talking about David, but that's talking about every believer. Every believer is one of his beloved ones, loved of God. I hope we can all sing from our heart, I stand amazed in the presence of Jesus the Nazarene and wonder how he could love me. A sinner, condemned, unclean. What love that thy beloved may be delivered, save with thy right hand and answer me. His right hand is his power. And this is the Lord actually speaking from the cross. Save with thy right hand. You know, he never quit trusting his father, even when he was in utter and complete darkness. He never quit trusting. Now, when the Lord hides his face from us, how quick do we quit trusting? Not him. Not him. Somebody had to believe God perfectly, and he did. That thy beloved may be delivered, save with thy right hand, and answer me. Now, God hath spoken in his holiness. Now, this is God the Father speaking in the first person. God has spoken in his holiness. In his otherness, in his apartness, God is other. He's just not like me and you. He is altogether other. There's nothing in the creation that we can say, well, that's like God. God is other. That is why any form of idolatry is so evil You're trying to bring God down to human levels. I'm trying to make God explainable. I'm trying to give some kind of representation. God's like this. God's like that. No, he's not. No, he's not. God is God. He said, besides there's none like me. (laughs) Don't you love that? And don't you know that's so? There's none like him. He's God. The only thing to do is God has spoken in his holiness, I will rejoice. I want to say this reverently. God's happy. You know, the word here means literally jump for joy. God's happy. You know, that makes me happy. God is happy. The blessed God, the happy God, He says, "I will rejoice." Why wouldn't He be happy? He's God. <laughs> Why wouldn't He be happy? He's controlling everything. Why wouldn't He be happy? His will is being done. He's God. He's all. He's God. He's the happy. Guy. And I, I want to say that reverently. God has spoken in His holiness. I will rejoice. And then He speaks of these. Uh, names or parts of Israel, I will divide Shechem and meet out the valley of Sukkoth. They're mine. Gilead is mine. Manasseh is mine. Ephraim also is the strength of mine head. Judah is my lawgiver. He's talking about the Lord Jesus Christ. He's the lawgiver, he's the lawkeeper, he's the law, law honorer. Judah is my lawgiver. Moab, this is not part of Israel now, is my washpot. Moab was the enemy of Israel. And God says, I'm just using them as a washpot. Over Edom will I cast out my shoe. Now that's the contempt. Edom is the descendants of Esau. God's enemy. Turn with me. Hold your finger there. I want you to look at at this with me in Malachi. Last book in the Old Testament. Malachi chapter 1. Now the, the the casting off of the shoe here is the act of contempt. Look what God says with regard to Esau and the Edomites. Verse 2. I have loved you, saith the Lord. Malachi chapter 1 verse 2. Yet you say... Wherein hast thou loved us? Was not Esau Jacob's brother, saith the Lord? Yet I loved Jacob, and I hated Esau, and laid his mountains and his heritage waste for the dragons of the wilderness. Whereas Edom saith, those are the descendants of Esau, we are impoverished, but we will return and build the desolate places. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, they shall build, but I will throw down, and they shall call them the border Of wickedness, the people against whom the Lord hath indignation forever. Now, with regard to the Edomites, and don't we'll have a tendency to say, Well, why why didn't he love them the way he loved Israel? Because he's God and whatever he does is right. Can you see that? Can you see why God would hate? Be amazed at his love. I love what one person said. Somebody says, I have uh, a real problem with God saying he hated Esau. And somebody else said, well, I've got a real problem with how he said he loved Jacob. I hope that's our attitude. His love to his people. His saving, special love. And then he says, over Philistia, verse, over Philistia, they're, Their enemies will I triumph. And what I thought about is Goliath. Goliath of Listing. Goliath of Gath. When David, the beloved, triumphed over him, all of Israel triumphed, didn't he? That's the gospel so clearly. If David would have lost, all of Israel would have lost. But by this one victory, by this one man over Philistia, all of Israel won. Over Philistia will I triumph. Now, verse 10, who will bring me into the strong city? Who will lead me into Edom? And this is David speaking again. This is, the Lord has quit speaking, and this is David speaking, and this was his recognition of his need of the Lord. Who's going to bring me into this city? Who's going to give me this victory? Some have said he was asking the Lord to defeat a foe that he could not possibly defeat. Well, that's true with us, isn't it? We're asking the Lord to defeat a foe for us that we cannot possibly defeat. Verse 11. Wilt not thou, O God, who has cast us off? Wilt not thou, O God, go forth with our hosts? Now, remember, these are the words of the Lord Jesus Christ. They were the words of David. David's talking about how I felt. Have you ever felt cast off by the Lord? Of course, you have. Your sinfulness, your sin, your sins has made you feel separated, cast off. I felt that way. You felt that way. But when the Lord was forsaken, remember when He said from the cross, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? You know who else was forsaken at the cross? Me and you, everybody He represented. Uh, when he was cast off, when he was forsaken, that's the justice of God. Every believer was forsaken. You got exactly what you deserved. I got exactly what I deserved in the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. And the Lord is saying, wilt thou, O God, who has cast us off? He, even though he knew he was cast off, he knew joy comes in the morning. And he says, wilt not thou, O God, go forth with our hosts? Verse 12. Give us help from trouble. Aren't you thankful the Lord prayed as in us? Give us help from trouble. And that's what we pray ourselves to through Christ, isn't it? Give us help from trouble. Man that's born of woman is born to trouble. As the sparks fly upward. Trouble. Trouble in my heart, trouble in my home, trouble in my job, trouble in my soul, trouble in my understanding. Give us help from trouble. For vain is the help of man. Now that word help is when with regard to uh, man, is the word generally translated salvation. Vain is the salvation of man. Don't you know that so? Vain is the salvation of man. Verse 13, Through God we shall do valiantly, for he it is that shall tread down our enemies. Now I think of the Lord saying this again as a we. Through God we shall do valiantly. Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifies. Who is he that can condemn? It's Christ that died. Yea, rather that's risen again. Who's even at the right hand of God who also maketh intercession for us. Through God will do valiantly. For it is he that shall tread down, step on, And put away our enemies. He treaded down my sins. And put them away. If God be for us. Who can be. Against us. May God give me the grace. And you the grace. To repeat that in my heart right now. God for me. Through Christ. In Christ. Who can be. Against me. It's he that shall tread down our enemies.